You're muted. Council Bears. Present. Council Falco called and said he's on his way. Uh, Vice President Knight. Present. Council Marks. Present. Council Morell. Present. Council Scarpelli. Present. President Carriello. Present. Six in the six in the affirmative, one absent. Okay. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March. Hold on. Yeah. Check one, two. Check one, two. Yep, it should be good. Okay, because when I leave that, um, leave it's that count. Out. Okay, it's count one, two. All right. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order, suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, Chapter 38, Section 18, and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order, imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one space. This meeting of the Memphis City Council Committee of the Whole will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with a right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medford.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately, adequately access the meetings in real time via technological means. In the event we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post the, the meeting on the City of Medford, our, me, our media, community and media website, an audio or video recording transcript, or other comprehensive record of the proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. Okay. The, there will be a meeting of the Memphis City Council of the Whole on, Feb on Wednesday, February 2, uh, February 3, uh, 2021. The purpose of this meeting is to finalize the following draft ordinances. Collection bin ordinance, promote, prevent, and support behavioral health commission, and the rodent ordinance. The, the City Council has invited City Solicitor uh, Kimberly Scannon, Board of Health Director Marion O'Connor, Chief of Staff David Rodriguez, and Representative from KP Law. For further information, aids, and accommodations, contact the clerk at 781-393-2425. Sincerely yours, Richard Caraviello. Okay. Um, Kimberly, are you there? Um, are, are, are these particular ordinances with you, or are they with um, with KP? Thank you, Mr. President, members of the City Council. The first one, the unattended collection donation bin ordinance, was dra initially drafted by Attorney Robin Stein of KP Law, who I believe is calling in remotely on this call. The remaining two will be addressed by myself and Mar Public Health Director Marianne O'Connor. Okay, is uh, is he on the call yet? See. Is Robin on the call? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who he is. I don't know if that's seven, eight, that, that, this number here. Um, Robin, are you on the call? Robin? Mr. President, she is. That is her number. She's muted. 
Okay, so we have you there. I'm here. I apologize. I was trying to unmute myself, but it wouldn't let me. Okay. So you have uh, the collection bin ordinances with you? Uh, yes, I assisted in drafting that. Okay. Um, do you have it that you can share the screen with us? So we. Uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm calling in by phone. It was my understanding that that had been circulated to the full council. Okay. Do you not have it? Uh, we did not have it. Um, can, are you able to share that? Yeah, Mr. President, I submitted it to the city council and to the mayor on December 29th. I thought I had sent a copy to the city clerk, but I'll do that right now. Okay, uh, do you have it that you can share it on the screen with us? I do not. Okay. Uh, if you could bring me in one, um, I'd appreciate it. Uh, so, and then uh, the clerk can make some other ones. If you give us uh, a couple minutes. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please note that uh, uh, Councilor Falco has arrived and is in the building. Thank you. I'll note that. Uh, Mr. President. Councilor Knight. Uh, I do believe that the Behavioral Health Commission ordinance was really at, I guess, what we call the, the goal line. And um, what we were doing was just making sure that the composition of the Behavioral Health Commission uh, was reflective of what the council's wishes was during our deliberation and discussion. Um, and uh, that ordinance, I don't know if ever, anybody has a copy of that, but I've uh, had the opportunity to review it. Councilor Scanlon uh, has provided it to us uh, previously in our packet, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, and in that, from you know my review, it does appear that um, everything that the council was looking for is included in the ordinance at this point in time. I don't know if my colleagues have had an opportunity to take a look at that um, prior to tonight's meeting. Mr. President? Yes. Council uh, Morrell. <laughs> He's muted. Oh, I'm I think sorry. we've lost the audio again for some reason. Uh, Councilor Morrell. Okay, yep. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, to Councillor Knight's point, I, I reviewed that draft as well, and I think the one thing we were hung up on was the um, failure for the, the Tufts and the LMH uh, people to be included or the representatives to be included, and it was in this most recent draft, so I would agree with him there that the, um, all the changes the Council has re requested do seem to be reflected in that most recent uh, draft of that ordinance. Thank you, Councillor Morrell. Mr. President. Councillor Scarpelli. Um, I concur with my colleagues. I know that those are the only two sticking pieces and they were corrected in my version. So I see that everything that we've asked for is complete. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. President, if I may, are we referring to the behavioral commission or the unattended collection? Uh, well, we're doing all three. We're doing the collection bin, uh, the behavioral commission and the rodent. Currently we're talking about the behavioral. Okay. Uh, well, but we were starting with the collection bin. I would think Kim was getting us a, um, a copy of that, so we just so we can have something to go by. If you just Thank give you. Us, if you just, uh, Mr. Mr. President. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of okay. saying. Yeah, you know, because, um, okay. We'll skip over that and we'll do the promote, prevent, and uh, support behavior commission. Yeah. Councilor Knight. 
Um, so yeah, Mr. President, um, as stated, you know, based upon my review, um, I find as though it's uh, reflective of the changes that the council was uh, seeking. Um, this matter was discussed ad nauseum. I think we had four or five meetings on it. Um, we put a lot of thought and consideration into the composition of the body, um, how it was going to operate and such. So um, I'd move for approval on um, passage of the uh, Promote, Prevent, Support Behavioral Health Commission um, to be reported out of the committee favorable. And I would second that, Mr. President. Okay. Uh, any, any further discussion? Okay. On, on the motion by Councillor Knight, seconded by uh, Councillor Scarpelli. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. The clerk has stepped away. Okay. He did email the ordinance to us for the bin. Okay. So if anybody has access to their email, I, can't I just call got them. it. Can I call the roll? Who? No. 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 No, the rules say clerk has to. When we get to the donation bin, I am able to share that on the screen okay. when we get there. Uh, it's the clerk. Adam, Council Beers can share those now. <laughs> Mr. Clerk, if you want to call the roll from here. What am I calling the roll on? <laughs> uh, on the Behavioral Health Commission. What are you, what are you, what are you approving? Yes. Okay. Better run downstairs. Okay. Right okay. You're going to get all your snips in tonight. <laughs> Adam, how many copies of this is there? Just one. Oh, it's one copy. I just emailed copies to everybody, though. I, I just needed something to read, so. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like, whatever I can I feel, do. I feel like I at that do. table and you know the server comes over and like, can I get you something? Yeah, I'll take a Coke. Then you come back the next time. Yeah, I'll have a Coke too now that you got back. <laughs> can I get everybody anything? No, you come back. Can I get a soda? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Clerk, you ready? He's in a rush. You're going you're gonna to kill this guy tonight. Mr. Clark. <laughs> He's taking the elevator. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> the motion is to approve which ordinance? This is, the, this is to approve the uh, Behavioral Health Commission. It was uh, offered by Councilor Knight, by, by Vice President Knight, and seconded by uh, Councilor Scarpelli. Okay. Here comes the roll call. Council Bears. Yes. Council Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Carabiello. Yes. Seven in the affirmative. Uh, motion passes. Collection bin ordinance. Okay. We, we now have that in front of us. And Robin, if you'd like to come back on. And, uh, let us know what changes were made on this. Robin? Oh, hey. I'm here. Okay, um, we, we do have it. Can you let us know uh, what changes were made on this uh, since you got it? So there were only very minor changes made after the last meeting and more just confirmation, for example, um, of the language that related to the Medford Public Schools. You know, we confirmed that. Um, we confirmed language having to do with the size and number of donation bins on the property. 
Um, I believe that we changed the draft um, previously in section, well, they're not numbered, but the section having to do with annual renewals, I believe the prior draft had a specific renewal date and we just made it one year. Um, there weren't too many changes from the last version to this version. It was more of a, I think, confirmation and discussion between the last meeting and this meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone has specific questions about this. Uh, Vice President Knight. Um, Mr. President, I think uh, Attorney Stein has uh, put this in proper light. Uh, this is more of uh, an opportunity for us to clean up uh, some loose ends that we haven't uh, been able to tie up uh, before the uh, end of the first term, first year of the term. Um, you know, I'm looking at this and it does uh, seem to be very reflective of uh, the council minutes and what it was that we were seeking to accomplish. Um, when the ordinance was proposed. Um, so I certainly don't have anything to add other than that uh, it seems to look appropriate to me. Councilor yeah. uh, Fettler, do you, you have your light on? Did you want to speak? No. Um, any further discussion on the collection bin ordinance? Councilor Morello, Councilor Bears? No me? All right, do we have a motion on the floor to accept this? On uh, the motion by Vice President Knight, seconded by seconded by Councilor Scarpelli. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Councilor Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Carabiello. Yes, seven in the affirmative. Motion passes. Uh, the last one we have is the uh, is the rodent ordinance. Uh, Thank you all. Do you Thank have you, Thank you. Okay, Kim is uh, Kim is that with you? That's with me. That's with you. And Marianne, uh, uh, you want you're on here too? Okay. She is. Um, hey. Councilor Knight, did you want to speak? Uh, no, Mr. President, I'm just actually okay. taking an opportunity. Any, uh, to do any right discussion now. on the on the RAD ordinance? <laughs> Marianne, did you have any any opinion you want to put in? Um, no, uh, I do see. I think it's just a little typo on um, second section number two. It says Department of Public Services. I think that's supposed to say Department of Public Works. Um, but. I'm, I'm open for any uh, questions or, or, or discussion you may have. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mr. Any, any questions for Marianne or Kim? Um, I'd just like to know, Mr. President, the one, one of the amendments. Vice President Knight. One of the amendments I was concerned about, Mr. President, was um, the inclusion of uh, regulating composting in the community. And from my review, uh, this ordinance does include that. So I'm satisfied uh, with the amended version that has been sent to us and I would move for approval. Okay. Uh, any further any further questions for uh, Mr. President? Uh, Councilor Locks. Mr. President, I, I know there was some discussion uh, that we spoke about uh, regarding uh, the city working with private property owners and I was just wondering if Marianne believes that uh, we have the ability to address that within this current ordinance or if there uh, is a change that is warranted. Marianne? Hi, yes, um, thank you for that. I, I, 
I'm not sure we want to address it in the ordinance, so to speak. I think it's certainly a program we can look at going forward. Um, there would be some, you know, uh, requirements and stipulations and would have to have a waiver liability-wise um, with private property owners if we were to do that. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to do commercial properties or, uh, you know, um, rental properties where, you know, folks are actually, you know, should be taking care of their own properties and making money off properties. Uh, private homeowners, I think it's something we can certainly look at. Um, again, you know, we would have to contract with a licensed pest control um, provider um, and make sure, again, that like waivers and, and liability issues were covered, that people would allow us on their property would be, you know, um, would be important. So I think I, I wouldn't want to see it in an ordinance, so to speak, because I wouldn't want us to be, because things change. <laughs> um, so, but we certainly, as, a, as, as the health department, can look at that as a program going forward. And uh, as long as we get all of those details ironed out, I, th I think it's something we could look at offering. So, so Mr. Uh, President, maybe as a, a B paper onto this ordinance, um, that, that's a very important aspect um, from what I've been uh, told by neighbors uh, throughout the community that have contacted me on uh, rodent control, uh, is to have cooperation between the city and private property owners. Probably 80% uh, of our land in the community are private property owners, and uh, to control the population of rats, uh, you have to have cooperation between both the city and the property owners. So I would ask that uh, as a B paper that we uh, request that the administration create an administrative policy that deals with uh, working with private property owners when it comes to baiting and trapping and extermination, uh, Mr. President, and that a waiver form, as we just heard from the Board of Health Director, also be drafted, Mr. President, uh, that would free the city from liability as long as private property owners sign that. Um, I think that would go a long way into addressing, I, I mentioned before, and I want to say it again, but uh, I had a property owner that lived uh, across the street from me. Uh, they found, the city found quite a large nesting site on the private property and more or less said, well, it's private property, there's nothing we can do. Uh, it's an absentee landlord. Uh, the landlord is aware, but uh, to my knowledge has done very little to anything uh, to abate the problem. And uh, I think it would help. Uh, I know the landlord would probably um, uh, love to see the city step in and assist. And, um, you know, that, that would only be good for the entire neighborhood. And I, I think it's one way of solving concerns that we have with infestation. So I would ask that that be a B paper if we could, Mr. President. Mr. Clerk, did you, uh, did you get the language? President. Let me read back what I have, Mr. President. Uh, Council Marks offered a B paper asking the administration to create an administrative policy and a waiver form allowing the city to work with private property owners to address the rodent issue and absolving the city from liability via waiver. Is there anything else you want me to include in that? that, that Council Marks, you, you actually said it better than I did. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Mr. President, if okay. I could. Kimberly. Just to piggyback off of what um, Director O'Connor had already mentioned. And, and uh, I understand the council's position, I truly do. Um, but I, I, I just want to make sure that you are aware that if the city were to implement this, um, we're looking at, well, three things really, liability, expenses, and time. 
So for to allow it for one particular property owner, right? And by the way, if, if we don't receive an actual waiver, then, then what happens? Like for the example provided um, by Councilor Marx, what would we be able to do? So right now under the state sanitary code, and Marianne, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the Board of Health already has the ability to uh, address a, a, a rodent issue on a private homeowner's property by order letter, providing of course that they're able to to see it on public property or in the alternative event that a neighbor, which is a more likely event, calls to complain about rodents. If now, now let's say the, the neighbor gives Marianne permission or one of her inspectors permission to go onto the property and, you know, violations are noted and an order letter is given. If we just have right now a waiver or if the city were to implement a waiver, even if we were to pay, which is costly, so now you're talking about how many times and at whose expense. If it's the city's expense, how many owners, or how many property owners are we looking at? And how many times does it need to be baited? And we can bait all we want. It's if, if the, the source of the rodents, i.e. The, 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 you know, pet food or a, a, a bird feeder or something, a water source, if that's still there, we can bait all we want. The rodents are still coming back. So it, it, it wouldn't correct the issue. So I, I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. And also in the case of absentee landlords and whatnot, it, it could take a while. It would be time consuming to be able to track down who the actual owner is. And in which case, would where would the Board of Health be left with? You can't cite the tenant, right? You have to cite the property owner. If you can't find the property owner, that again takes time. So I, I just want to make sure that the council is aware of all of these other potential issues that we could face. Right. So, 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 Mr. President, I, I could appreciate that, but I, but I think what we're, we're trying to do through this ordinance is uh, try to create a, a, a system in this community which hasn't existed in a number of years, and that is to have a full-fledged uh, program where we bait and trap and provide for um, control of infestation throughout the community. I mean, we've been hearing about this for as long as I've been on the council about rats up the heights, rats in South Method, uh, in Wellington area because of uh, the train tracks and the digging and so forth, um, the new bridge that went in, there's been a, a lot of infestation. And uh, what I'm trying to do is not just create an ordinance, but create something that actually works. Because just because you put an ordinance on the books, that doesn't mean we solve anything either. Um, and uh, what, what I'm hoping is that um, uh, we are, are able to work in conjunction with homeowners and not see homeowners as, well, they're not doing their job or they don't want to pay for it, uh, but uh, as um, uh, a cooperation between city government and uh, the homeowners. And, uh, you know, not a way of being punitive by, uh, you know, fining them or calling the Board of Health on them, but saying, hey, we know something exists on your property. Is there a way we can assist? And if we need to sign a liability waiver form, then so be it. If we need to do a little legwork to try to solve that problem, are we ever going to rid the city of Method of every rat, skunk, rodent, mouse? Absolutely not. They're always going to exist. But I, I think to say that it's, uh, it may be too much work to follow these other avenues, uh, I, I think falls short of what we're trying to accomplish. So I, I would just respectfully say that um, we have to work with homeowners, um, and uh, I, I think one way of doing it is to have some type of policy or procedure, and I agree, maybe an ordinance 
uh, is, uh, you know, a, a little too heavy-handed for this type of uh, reaction. But however, an administrative policy on how the administration would handle if they did find nesting on private property, that, in my opinion, doesn't exist now. Because I can tell you the property across the street from me, zero was done on that property. And I'm not sure if there was any outreach. I'd have to defer to uh, the Board of Health. But uh, I can tell you, after the inspection that was done in that neighborhood, uh, there was zero outreach uh, to uh, where nesting was found. And, um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure that accomplished anything other than to alert us there's some major nest in the area. And uh, so that's why I offer this, Mr. President, in a way to help uh, alleviate some of the concerns. And if we can work together as a community, rather than pointing a finger. No one wants to have a rat nest or infestation on their property. Um, and if the city can be of assistance through their resources, I mean, we're putting resources into everything now. We're doing archeological digs and we're, we're doing everything now to help uh, a resident uh, that may have infestation uh, and help a neighborhood, an entire neighborhood. I think we're obligated to do so, Mr. President. Thank you. Uh, Council Falco. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I wanted to address an issue, and I mentioned this in a previous meeting. Uh, I've received a number of calls from residents that, and this probably doesn't happen all too often, but their property abuts a commercial property. So therefore, the commercial property has a dumpster on their land, but yet what they do is they basically situate the dumpster so it is literally right against the property owners who lives in the residential home which to me is just completely wrong. I mean, you know, no one resident should have uh, any type of dumpster uh, from a commercial area or from anyone against their property. And um, I don't think the uh, ordinance addresses this, and, and I'm not really sure if it actually should, but uh, what I wanted to know is if uh, Marianne could maybe comment on, you know, what can be done by uh, the Board of Health in this situation to prevent this from occurring. I mean. No one should have to uh, have any type of dumpster against, uh, you know, the residential property. I mean, dumpsters attract, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of rats and whatnot. Um, so, you know, residents should should not have to put up with this. So, I'm wondering if it's not in the uh, ordinance, and I think the guidance that we received before that is that it probably should not be in the ordinance. What can the board of health do to prevent this from happening? Um, Marion, could you please comment on that? Marianne? If we can unmute Marianne. Now I, now I can unmute, thank you. Um, so we currently have a dumpster regulation under the Board of Health um, that does you know, give us the right and authority to ensure that the dumpster placement and management is, is not a nuisance to the abutters or obviously a danger to public health. Um, that's what our current regulation says. Um, however, again, talking about commercial properties, and I know for private property, abuts a commercial property that makes it more complicated, but there are, um, you know, the truck, the, the truck that empties the dumpster has to be able to get in, make its turn, it has to be located in a place where it can be empty basically right and picked up by the dumpster so everyone we look at on an individual basis if we can move we will move but if they tell us 
you know, if you move it here, then the hall is not going to be able to unload it. That's not going to help anyone, even though the private property owner I know would, would feel differently. But um, so, so it's a little bit more than, you know, it, we try to try to manage, but if you're, your home abuts a commercial property, you know, it, it's hard. Um, and, and I realize that. Uh, we have had instances where, you know, these, these hauler companies, the dumpster companies, were coming in way beyond earlier than they should have been, you know, based on our regulations. They shouldn't be coming in there any earlier than, I believe, it's 7 a.m. And, and we had companies that were violating that and coming in at 5 a.m. and obviously waking up the, the private residents, which is just not acceptable. So we have worked with those folks. We've uh, issued warnings and fines to those companies. And, and in some cases, uh, most recent case, the uh, contract was canceled and they got a new provider because they kept violating that, um, that order. So. You know, we, we do the best we can. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure there's any perfect way to say, you know, 10 feet, 12 feet, whatever. I, I don't know how we would do that. And um, and again, it, it has to be able to be, you know, dealt with by the hall. It has to be able to get at, so. Point of information. I, I know that doesn't really Point answer. Information, Mr. Point of information, Council tonight. Um, I do believe that the Zoning Act um, has buffer zone requirements um, that reflect various aspects of um, properties and their abutting um, possible designations. Uh, for example, um, there will be buffer zone requirements for a commercial property that um, abuts a residential property, and those buffer zone requirements are outlined in our Zoning Act. So I think this question might be a question that's more suitable for the building inspector than it will be for the Director of Health at this point. Uh, what section, if, I, if you don't mind, Council Knight, what section of the Zoning Act do you see uh, that? Be, uh, section 94. Is there a specific? Uh, section 94 buffer zone requirements under zoning. Okay. So, uh, Marion, if I may, uh, so is there any type of approval that you give from your office with regard to um, dumpsters when, you know, if a, if a new business sets up operation, um, is there any type of, you know, is there any type of approval? Like, do you have to sign off on a location or anything like that, or is, or is that outside of your jurisdiction? No, we do. Again, uh, our regulation specifically, you know, says that we ensure the dumpster placement, um, you know, is, is not a nuisance to abutters to the best we can. Um, but if they tell us it's the only place they can put it so that the, it can actually be emptied and replaced or, or, you know, whatever needs to be done, there's not a lot we can do. Um, commercial properties, some are limited, very limited in space. Um, and, and some have more that we can work with, but so that's why it's a case by case basis. I, we can't put a blanket, you know, because some some properties are a lot smaller um, than others, obviously. So it's tough, and we don't want to remove dumpsters because of the rodent issue. Like we don't want commercial properties going to barrels. That would be the worst thing for the rodent uh, problem we're currently dealing with. Um, so I know people say that's an option, but it's really not. Um, so I, maybe it is more of a zoning requirement than, than this, but that's, that's the best we can do. 
uh, as far as that. But. I I can uh, thank you. I can I can check with I can check and I will check with the uh, um, the building, building commissioner the building commissioner to get more uh, information. I just, I just you know to me I think that you know we should be uh, protecting the um, the residents and um, you know I think that to me it would be nice if there was at least some sort of wording somewhere that would um, and actually maybe there is in the in the in the zoning code so I will take a look at that but I mean I think anytime you have a commercial that's next to a residence you know we should make sure that that dumpster is as far away as possible and uh, you know I just want to make sure that we're doing that so thank you very much appreciate the, uh, the response thank you council thank uh, you any, any further questions um, Kim you want any input in, on, on this nothing further thank you mr. president okay uh, Councilor Biz, did you have your hand up no okay uh, Councilor Morrell no uh, any uh, any further discussion uh, chair waits a motion move approval uh, on the B paper Mr. Clerk, could you read uh, the B paper back before we vote on that? Sure, give me a quick second, please. Council Marks offered a B paper asking the administration to create an administrative policy and a waiver form allowing the city to work with private property owners to address the rodent issue and absolving the city from liability via waiver. Councilor Marks, you satisfied with that? Excellent. Okay, uh, on the motion by Councilor Marks, seconded by Councilor Falco. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Councilor Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morrell. Councilor Morrell has left us. Okay, Councilor Morrell has left. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Caraviello. Yes. Six in the affirmative, uh, one absent. Motion passes. Marianne, before you leave, uh, are we officially in the yellow? Yes. Yes, we are. We are officially as of last week in the yellow. Mm -hmm. And I anticipate we will be again this week. So we, uh, we're going to stay in the yellow? That's the hope. That's the hope, okay. That's hope. Marion, if I may, is, is that because of the positivity rate going down because of the Tufts testing? A little bit of that, but certainly we have seen our cases decrease. I mean, it looks like the holiday, you know, winter surge is certainly uh, plateauing now. And, I mean, we were, after the holidays, looking at... 70 plus cases a day we are now down to 15 to 25 cases a day so um you know it's definitely a, a, a reduction in positive cases which is a great a great time but that's the main people need to let up and, mr and president any word on when we're going to be getting some vaccines uh that's the million dollar question i know, I, I know um, we talked about this last week a couple weeks ago and i know you we had planned to do something, but every surrounding, yeah. every surrounding city are, has them now. I, I, I'd love to talk to you about this at, at any time, but um, we are beholden to the state as far as vaccine doses go, and the state obviously is beholden to the feds. So um, the state uh, is receiving very limited supply right now, and I know, uh, or I, I believe, that what supply they are getting, they are probably prioritizing their state-run 
um, mass vaccination sites that they're setting up. Um, and we are, we are not getting the doses that we had hoped we would. Um, so we're going to be do the best we can. We're working as a region. I am hoping by the end of February or maybe a little bit the week before uh, that we will be able to hold our own Medford uh, clinics um, where we may have a, a, at least a decent number of, of um, vaccines. But right now we are, we are just not getting the supply from the state. Um, and, and unfortunately that's Thank sad. You. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, any further questions for Marianne before she leaves? Mr. President, just if I could while Council we Marks. have her. So, so when, I, when I turn on the news, Marianne, and see that uh, Danvis uh, is giving out injections, uh, the city of Revere, I believe Chelsea, how are they getting their injections? Those, they're being supplied by the state. Um, so it, what they've done is they prioritize some of the, um, you know, the disparity um, the populations that were highly most highly affected um, the Danvers site is a state mass vaccination site just like Gillette and Fenway and now the Reggie Lewis Center those are sites that they are setting up and again I believe they are prioritizing whatever doses they get to send to those sites um, they are contracting with some of the local CVS and Walgreens to start um, you know, uh, giving out vaccines, but again, those areas that those locations are in are the highly affected um, communities where disparities happened and, and they were more highly affected, I guess that's all I can say. So, uh, and there will be more of those coming online. Um, I heard today, I think another, another 39 or 59 of those locations would be located again throughout the state. Um, some of those locations are open to anybody. Some of them are limited to, as far as the CVS pharmacies go, are limited to locals. But you can go on that ma.immunizations.org and anybody can sign up for the Fenway Park, for the Danvers site, for the Reggie Lewis site. For the Gillette State, though, if you are eligible, you have to be 75 plus or a phase one person. So those are state one sites, and that's why they have the. So, the so just if I could, Mr. Pro, one, one last question, because uh, there was a robocall that went out last week uh, urging residents to call a couple of city numbers uh, to have their name put on uh, a list uh, when we do get the vaccination. I was just wondering. Uh, Marianne, uh, do you know how many uh, residents have called to be put on that list? So, right. So, yeah, and I'm glad you asked that because I kind of want to clarify that. Um, it's not so much a list. Uh, you know, it's we want to reach out to seniors specifically, you know, the 75 plus age uh, folks who are now eligible who don't because the state system, to be quite frank, is not very elder friendly, right? It's a uh, online web-based system if you don't have access to online and you don't know how to navigate this kind of complicated system it's it's very difficult so the the numbers that we put out last week were for folks who need assistance in trying to get an appointment 
we'll try to help you get to Dan, a Danvers appointment or a Reggie Lewis appointment or a Fenway appointment or wherever you can get, if you have transportation, obviously, right? Um, we are gonna try to set up our own local. We are, we are begging and we are, we are trying to get vaccine, but those, those numbers, it's not to be put on a waiting list. We don't have a waiting list. We don't have vaccine. Okay. So it, what we wanna do though, if people need help trying to navigate the state's senior unfriendly site, um, we will do that. We, we are trying to do that. The housing authority has stepped up. The West Medford Community Center has stepped up. Obviously, the senior center has stepped up, and we're very grateful to those partners for doing that. Um, but those people who are having a hard time trying to deal with that uh, online system can okay. call those numbers, and we'll try to help you navigate and so, get you registered. So just so you, just so you know, Marianne, I, I think there's some confusion out in the general public because I know a lot of seniors in Method, uh, when they call the number, they were asked for their name, address, phone number, and they thought they were on a waiting list for when the city of Method gets its vaccinations. Um, and they thought they were on a waiting list. Uh, I have yet to hear from any senior that uh, has received a call back after being put on this so-called list. So I, I just want to make sure that, you know, if you know, people feel that they're on some type of list and waiting for someone to get back to them, that indeed that happens. So uh, I, I am I am 100% sure that we are calling back. We got hundreds and hundreds of calls. So yes, they probably haven't gotten a call back the very you know day or the next day because literally when that 75 plus was announced, we got hundreds of calls. Right. Um, so is, we are doing our best to this get is to well over a week. call them back. Yeah. And 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 we yeah. are they are on the list. And when when and if we do have a register. Uh, available clinic in Medford, obviously those people will be notified. Um, but I just don't want people to think that they're, because we don't know if we're going to get vaccine. I can't, I can't, I don't want people sitting on a list thinking they're going to get vaccine when they should be trying to right now go to one of the state that's sites a, that actually That's exactly has what's happening, Marianne. Just so you well, know, that's, that's, that's exactly. what we're trying to avoid. I think we've tried to message, I've tried to message yeah, but I mean, I know people are anxious, and I know it's stressful, and I know it's difficult, and it's really frustrating to me um, just as much because I want to do that. I want to vaccinate our community, but we don't have the doses. So don't sit and think you're on a list for Medford when we may or may not have the doses. Marianne, then, so, Marianne you know, if I could. That's the message. That, that's the message, but it's not getting out there. So well, I, I, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I've tried, well, you know, we've I, tried. I, I could I, just, I, if you can help I get could that message out, I would greatly appreciate it. I, I could, well, I don't have access to robocall and so forth, but I, I could just tell you the phone calls that I've been receiving from seniors that are over 75 that say, I'm on a list now from the city. One of them called the senior center. They were asked that information and now they're on a list. They expect to get a call back saying, okay, come on down for your injection at some point. Now, whether they're right, wrong, or indifferent, that's what they anticipate. So I think the messaging that went out there needs to be re-looked at again because people feel that they're on this list waiting for a shot. And, uh, and it's been well over a week, and I know a lot of people that haven't received a call back. Um, and I, I, know, I know the injections are out there. I'm not pointing the finger. I just want to make sure that this doesn't turn into 
something that it's not, that, um, you know, uh, a waiting list that never comes to fruition. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, and I do a video every week with the mayor, and we try to explain it, and I think our robocall tried to explain it. I know people are anxious, and so they want to hear what they want to hear, but I'm telling you the facts. We don't have the vaccine. There is no waiting list. We will maybe eventually have the vaccine, and we want to help people register. But right now, if people want help, and we are calling people back, so I don't understand why you're saying that there's been a week when people haven't been called back, because we have been trying our best I, to call back the hundreds and hundreds of okay, calls. And I, I'm sorry, I'm very frustrated right now because I want to vaccinate our community. I don't have the doses. So I, 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 I don't I know what else that. to tell you. Uh, we, could, we could talk after, but I can give you several names of people that have called in and have yet Please to receive, I'd appreciate receive that, a call back. I, uh, I find that hard to believe. No, oh, it's believable. Okay. Thank you, Marianne. All right. Um, motion to adjourn by uh, Councillor. Do, oh, do, do we? Council yeah, I think we voted on the main paper. We didn't vote on the main. I think we only voted on the B paper. Oh, so I'm sorry. You're, you're correct. We only voted on the B paper. Um, on the original motions, uh, offered by uh, Councillor Knight, seconded by Councillor Falco. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Quick second, please. I'm just typing it up. Have you got any calls from people that are on this list? I've got a lot of calls. Any help anyone wants to give with callbacks, that would be greatly appreciated, too. We vote. We'll leave for the clerk. Okay, here we go on the roll call. Okay. This is to approve the ordinance, the main paper. Council Bears. Yes. Council Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. Yes. President Carabiello. Yes. Six in the affirmative. One absent. Motion passes. Mr. Uh, President. Council Mox. Before we end this meeting, I, I just want to make sure we understand uh, what the process is once the City Council um, uh, does its homework and due diligence, creates an ordinance. The ordinance goes to the uh, Mayor's office uh, according to state statute. And uh, I want to make sure that we're following a process that we're not just spinning our wheels, Mr. President, creating ordinances that never go anywhere and uh, don't result in anything. And uh, I think what was mentioned the other night by uh, Councilor Knight regarding the marijuana ordinance uh, has a lot of validity to it. And I think it's incumbent upon this council, uh, Mr. President, once we uh, put forward an ordinance uh, for uh, passage and approval by the mayor, that we follow up and wait to get a response back from the administration. And if we don't, Mr. President, it's spelled out in the general laws what the next steps are. And uh, I want to make sure that we follow these policies and procedures uh, that are outlined, uh, not policies and procedures, uh, state regulations that are outlined, Mr. President. I, so I, I think that's extremely important. I think it says that uh, it must be signed within uh, 10 days. That's sent back. Sent back to the council within seven or signed within 10. Yes. So it's, it, it has to be signed by, within 10 days uh, by the mayor's office. 
Well, that, if, it, if it's not signed, then it, it gets automatically. It, 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 it automatically becomes law. Right. So it gets right. signed. So, so I, I think we really need to track, Mr. President, when we, uh, you know, approve uh, the ordinances and have a time frame. And maybe uh, this is something we can ask the city clerk that we get notified after 10 days if we don't get a response. And we, we need to stay on top of these. These are very important ordinances that we're spending countless hours with uh, administrative staff and, and uh, residents and so forth putting together. Um, and if, if they don't amount to anything or if they're not followed through, um, it, you know, it rubs me the wrong way, Mr. President. Thank you. Council Thank you, Mr. President. And I, and I want to thank uh, Councilor Marx for bringing this up. This is a very uh, important part of the process. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not sure if the clerk knows, but uh, was the ordinance signed by the mayor within the 10-day period, the, the uh, marijuana ordinance? I would need to check the dates that, that it went to her and the dates that it came back. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I can, I can do some research and find out. Okay. If you could, it'd be appreciated. If you could, if, if you could, uh, would appreciate it. Actually, if, if if you wouldn't mind, is it possible to find uh, out when the each of the ordinances that were passed this year were uh, signed after they uh, left the council? Just because we did a lot of work on a lot of ordinances, the marijuana ordinance, the brewery ordinance. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there are a number. You have these three that are coming up, um, so I, I think it would be uh, nice to see. Um, you know, that this process is moving the way it should, and, um, and it should. I mean, a lot of time and effort goes into this, like Councilor Mark said, especially the marijuana ordinance, there was a ton of time yeah. and effort that went into that. So uh, these should be approved on a timely basis, and there's no excuse that, uh, for, for them not to be. Um, so I want to thank Councilor Marks for bringing this point forward. Thank, thank you. you. Any further questions? Okay, on uh, the motion by Councilor Falco to, to adjourn, seconded by Councilor Scarpelli. Mr. Click, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Council Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell is absent. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Carviello. Yes. Uh, 16 affirmative, one absent. Uh, motion passes. Meeting is adjourned. See everybody next Tuesday. <laughs>